0: Kutah Siches Chelik Yutess Rosh Hashanah Vav Tishrei Lul Nishmas Reb Yosef Ben Yamin Bent Nebnasha Kaltevman. This is a Sichah for Rosh Hashanah. Said on Yoyim Beis de Rosh Hashanah Tavshin Lametvav, but it connects with Vav Tishrei, which is the yard site of the Rebbe's mother, Harabonis Satsidkanis Maroschana Allah Hashalom, and the contents of the Sichah are about Tefilas Chana, the prayer of Chana, the wife of Elkanah, the mother of Shmuel Hanavi whose story we read in the Haftarah of Rosh Hashanah as well. And the Sikha is going to teach us the powerful lessons that we could learn from the Tefillah of Chana to our Tefillahs, our prayers on Rosh Hashanah. In the Haftarah of the first Tag. Rosh Hashanah, Tchilah Sefer Shmuel, the Hafteira from of the first day of Rosh Hashanah, which was in the beginning of the Sefer of Shmuel, where it tells that in Chana Aisha Alkana, the story is told about Chana, the wife of Alkana, what her toichin is, and the story is as free it was for Initially, Chana did not have any children. Under Nach, Turcher Tfila, Zayin the Kinshilib in Mishkan, and then through her prayer, when she was in Mishkan in Shiloi. Is a she was remembered, she was blessed with a child, and that child turned out to be Shmuel Hanavi. The intent of reading the Haftera on a Yantif, like all the other Haftairis, is Alderak vi kriyas ha teira, It's similar to the concept that we read the Torah, and the word of Torah comes from the word Hira, which means lesson. As Fun and in the Shabbos Chag that the Hafteda is there to learn a lesson from it for that Shabbos or for that Yantif. Similarly in our case, in the Hafteida of the story of Chana, which is being read on Raisha Shana. Even though the reason, why, the official reason, why we read this Haftei on Rosh Hashanah is because Hannah was remembered. Hannah conceived her child on Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara on Rosh Hashanah says that on Rosh Hashanah, Nifkida, Sarah, V'Rachel, V'Hannah, Sarah, Rachel, and all women who at first had a hard time conceiving—they conceived each on Rosh Hashanah. So although that's the reason why we were reading this Haftarah, and how to in the this Haftarah contains several lessons in the aveda of a Yid of Rosh Hashanah, kam and generally it, it, it contains lessons for a Yid. As we know that the Gemara in Baruches learns a number of Dinim with regards to how a person should daven from the Tefillah of Hanah. But relevant to today is the fact that there is the, uh, the Yid's avoid of Rosh Hashanah, the, how the Yid serves Hashem on Rosh Hashanah. He can take lessons from the story of Chana, and therefore it is the Haftairah of Rosh Hashanah, not just because it happened on or connected to Rosh Hashanah. does the Gibrach, Chana. And since what was it that led to Hannah's blessing to be, to be able to carry a child, which is the primary theme of the Haftarah, her Tefillah, it was Hannah's prayer that brought about that she should ultimately be blessed with a child, and that is the main theme of the Haftarah. Is mistaber lemar since that is the story. It makes sense to say as the limud ikri that the primary lesson that a yid could learn from the of or Hashanah is in tefilas chana, is in the, specifically in the tefillah of chana. especially according to the opinion brought in Shala, that not only chana conceived on Rosh Hashanah, but chana also davened on Rosh Hashanah. So therefore her tefillah specifically, not just the outcome, the blessing, but her tefillah specifically is connected to Rosh Hashanah. And therefore there's going to be a connection not just with the whole story in Rosh Hashanah, but specifically Chana is connected to Rosh Hashanah and to the lesson that it should take in his aveda of or on Rosh Hashanah. So first what we're going to do is we're going to analyze the story of Chana. We're going to ask three questions on Eili Hakoyein and to understand, to better understand what is the story, what exactly happened here. At first, Eili saw her as a drunkard. Because she was whispering, she wasn't saying the words out loud, which Eili took as a sign that she was not uh, fully there. is and therefore Ailey rebukes her. how long are you going to go on to drinking or becoming drunk? and Hannah responded, Loya know my master. This is not a situation of intoxication. Rather, it's nafshi Hashem. I am pouring out my soul to Hashem and etc. The story continues. But this is the gist of the story. Elie thinks she's a shikaita, she's drunk, and Elie rebukes her, and she defends herself, saying, I'm not drunk, I'm just pouring out my heart to Hashem. In the story, there's a couple of things, several things, that are not understood. Aleph, v'kumtis as ha min How can Elie make such a colossal mistake, from one extreme to the other? And as instead of recognizing that she is davening with her heart pouring out to Hashem. He, he, he thought that she's drunk. He, he mistook her for a drunk person, when in truth, she was davening to Hashem with the greatest outpouring of the soul. That's question number one. How does Eli make such a mistake? Eli was a, was a tzaddik. And even if we would find a reason, an explanation, how did Eli make such a mistake? is move and it's still not understood. Why the Torah tells over the story? Shmuel Hanavi, The safer shmuel is part of the Tanakh, it's part of t-re. Why? What relevance does the story have? Like the Rebbe has spoken many times, bringing from the Gemara. Now the Torah doesn't even speak derogatorily about an about a non-kosher animal in parts just when it tells the story of the teva From getting ready. It says, "A not that is not Doesn't say the word because it doesn't want to speak derogatorily even about a non-kosher animal. Much more so with regards to the Torah should not want to speak derogatorily about him. So, what what is the, why is the Torah telling us the story? This detail of the story, Eli's mistake. Gimel and our third question. If the story is that Eli thought literally that she was drunk, why did Eli wait for her to finish davening before he rebuked her? Rashi touches up the touches on the words Eli was watching her mouth. He was waiting, Eli was waiting for her to finish. And he should have stopped her immediately. When Zen was from and see that she should be removed from the house of Hashem. If she's acting inappropriately, if she's acting uh, disrespectfully to the house of Hashem, she should have been immediately removed. Instead, Eli waits for her to finish and then rebukes her for what for her seeming misconduct. and see if Gimel is going to give us the 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 answer in a nutshell. And then we're going to elaborate on that by understanding a little bit better what is happening in our tvilos on the Rosh Hashanah. From this all, it is obvious. As Eli had ir betracht, nit al shik in Pashtun Eli never thought of her as a simple drunkard, intoxicated from alcohol. As he brings in the order 14, she was intoxicated, but not from wine nor ashikoda in the minionat what elie thought of her was that she was intoxicated by her davening doesn't the even is Since the davening of Chana was in a way that she was continuously davening, she was davening for a long time. Is as a You say This is an extra over the top davening. Which is not an appropriate thing when you're standing in front of Hashem in the house of Hashem. In R. 15, he refers to the Gemara in Brachis. In the Gemara in Brachis, there's a discussion about a Meirich Bitfilase. One of the things it says over there that whoever is Meirich Bitfilase, whoever davens long, is Seif de Ke'ev Lev. It ends up coming to heartache. The Gemara asks at other places you find that there is an advantage to Meirich Bitfilah. And the Gemara answers that, that there's different types of being Meirich Bitfilah. But if it's Metzapah, a uh, sha uh, The person is davening and he won't stop davening until Hashem fulfills his request. This is considered inappropriate davening. In other words, just to keep on going because you're waiting, 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 waiting. It leads to heartache because because if you want something very badly and you don't get it, 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 it pains the heart. So, so if a person is standing in the house of Hashem and they're davening in the house of Hashem, they should do the best possible form of davening. And hamayrich if it's just that that she's just waiting to see the fulfillment of her request. That is not an appropriate davening. So, the the understanding of Eli think, seeing of her as a shikida, he thought she was intoxicated by her davening, and he took that from the fact that she was davening very long and she wasn't giving up. Chana responds to him I'm pouring out my soul to Hashem if the long davening is connected with the outpouring of the heart it's not considered being intoxicated by davening which would be a negative thing That it's actually a very lofty level within davening there's a reference in Teisvis where Teisvis says uh, uh, there's two types of eon because in some places, in Eiludvar in it says as a, as a good thing. In this Gemara and it seems that is a negative thing. So Tesis answers today, there's two types of eon There's one kind of eon which is the person is waiting for his request to be fulfilled, which is not a proper form of davening. And then there is another iyon tefillah, he, he's, he's, he's engrossed in his davening, he's so engrossed that he doesn't realize how long, it's, how long he's going on. This is considered a lofty level in tefillah. So the fact that here, the fact he was davening long, doesn't automatically mean that it was a negative thing. That's what she tells Eli. I wasn't drunk and davening, distracted by the fact that my tefillah wasn't being answered. I was, it was a was as was, I was pouring out my soul, I was so engrossed in the davening, it was a lofty form of davening. This is how we understand, obviously, on a deeper level, a but on a deeper level, what was going on between Eli and Hannah, which is why Eli thought she was a shikaira, he didn't think she was literally drunk, and this is why he didn't kick her out right away, because after all, it wasn't like she was actually shikir. And this is why Tera uh, uh, um, tells it to us, because it's not really a gnus. Eli had one approach, and and Chana explained another approach, but it wasn't wasn't derogatory about Eli. And there is no reason not to tell it to us. But this is the 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 answer in a nutshell of what was happening, what was the dialogue between Eli and Chana. And now we can understand, based on this, the connection between the prayer of Chana, the davening of Chana, and Rosh Hashanah. This dialogue, this back and forth between Eliyakayin and Chana, the about the manner of davening in the house of Hashem, It gives us a general understanding in the prayer of Chana and from Kamat Rosh as well as some of our Rosh Hashanah davening as we will elaborate. In, in the next seifim. So now let's talk about Rosh Hashanah. Again, With regards to the tefilah of Rosh Hashanah, we find a dichotomy, we find a contrast, two opposites. Rosh Hashanah is the yehmadin of alatzarchi adam. On the one hand, Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment for the person's necessities. Both his spiritual needs as well as his material needs. there's a pasuk said about Rosh Hashanah or brought in Rosh Hashanah davening that it's a, a it's a statute for the yidin, mishpat a judgment for the for the God of Yaakov. So it's explained. That Israel hitrifani lechem The word choik, which literally means a statute, in this case could mean hitrifani lechem Provide for me my allotted bread. Chuki here means means the exact amount. So refers to the bread. So Ki Yisrael means that this is a day where the Ebishter decides what, uh, what this person is going to get in the area of his material needs, specifically his sustenance, his food, but that includes all of his material needs. When mishpat lelekei Yaakov, the judgment for lekei, for the God, for the Eibushter of Yaakov, is the you know mishpat avinyanu menuchni. This refers to the judgment on spiritual matters. Vifil on nimshek v'engili How much revelation of godliness will be brought down into this person? On the far betmen it the for Rosh Hashanah of banachayu mazena. On ech havatlach and in yam nuchniyim, and therefore in the davening we daven for our material needs as well as for success in our spiritual pursuits, because Rosh Hashanah is the yom hadin. Rosh is the day of judgment for all these things, both gashmiyus and nuchniyus. Lidor he says, "Abraham Yehuda." On the other hand, is known as the nekudas aved for tefillah for Rosh Hashanah that the main part which. Primarily is in the davening of Rosh Hashanah. What is the Aved of Rosh Hashanah? By state in machti, designed the Mebish Natzmelek. It consists of the fact that we are crowning the Abister as king. Chazal, as Chazal tell us, brought throughout, brought throughout Chizus and the Rebbe Sichus. All over the place that the Eibushter is asking Shetam Lichuni Aleichem, you should make me king over you. And the we say in the davening of Melech Aleilam Kulei reign upon the world, and the entire world with your glory, Melech Al Kalar. As we end off that bracha, the King of the Universe, Veoid, and many other expressions of Melucha of kingship of the Abishter mentioned throughout davening, Achtar in order to coronate the king. And to accept upon his kingship upon ourselves is is only through the mode of total submission. was by subjugating ourselves entirely to the king, field We don't even acknowledge, we don't even feel our own wants. Der bitl, and this is the kind of submission this is the kind of dedication that, 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 that makes the king want to accept this coronation so here our question is these two ideas idea number one that on Rosh Hashanah we're asking for our necessities material and spiritual and on Rosh Hashanah we are crowning the Eberster as king which demands of us total submission Is is a contradiction if a person is standing in a total submission to the king We're not in the mode and we're not to, to think or and certainly not to actually ask for our own needs. You have to be an independent person to have independent wants to then ask for them. the same thing applies even to spiritual needs much more so with regards to material needs which uh, uh, says that the primary judgment on Hashanah is for material needs even more than for spiritual needs but how can a person even acknowledge his needs if he's in a state of total bittle, total submission to the king so if it's a day of hachtara, which in order to have the hachtara, you have to have bittol. How can he ask for his own needs? And if he's asking for his own needs, how can you say that he's in a state of bittol and, and 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 to be able to coronate, crown the Abishur's king? Ukiyodua. It's going to bring here a brackets where you're going to see this this dichotomy. Vas a staten tikune zayar to no one it says in the zayar as divas beten the kippuri af mezenas liche v'chapar v'chaya kozvein olachayim that those who on yom kippur ask the avirshur for sustenance for forgiveness for life zane viklovim vashrayin have have vazi terachten veginzirun nite vegender shechina are like dogs that are barking give me give me because they're thinking about themselves they're not thinking about the shechina. A person that comes in kippur says there's a Zayar, and starts asking for his own needs in kippur. Over here we would refer to the to this whole to this whole time period. A person is asking for his needs. He's being so selfish. He's not thinking about the abisher needs. But on the other hand, of adam On the other hand, the the requests for the person's need were. Instituted, were placed into the Nusach villa by our sages. And they explain that this is the time, Rosh Hashanah is the time when the Eibister fulfills our requests. It's not that we're asking the needs for Hashem because we were told to do so. Because since the Eibister said that now is the time to ask for our needs, therefore we do so because we're told so. If this is the time of Miliya then I have to take it seriously. I have to be sincere about it. I have to feel and actually feel the, 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 the necessity. So on the one hand, you see that the asking for your needs is considered selfish. On the other hand, you see that the Chachamim told us this is the right time to sincerely and 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 and, and for and ask for our needs. From Einzai to from Velin, Mechavin Zainedem, Tail from Davenin, as the Eibis says on Gevins and its Rakhman. The one on your person has to want and therefore have the proper intent in that in, the, in the, that in that right part of Davening that the Eibis should fulfill his necessities. Must to by far the Zich mizal feeling the ego in This requires of the person that he should feel his own independent entity. Mar Gzain must as feltim he has to know what he is lacking. At the same time, he has to be totally uh, 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 imbued with implementing the, the, the command to make the Abish king, which this requires a total Bittu, which negates his own entity. So which is it? How, how, how do we go about David Rosh Hashanah when there is these two opposite uh, uh, requirements of us now before we get to the answer which is going to be going to be in Siva der Baza, in Siva he, he's going to explain why this question doesn't apply every day of the year every day of the year we're on the one hand we're davening to Hashem on the other hand we're asking for our material needs so he's going to explain why this doesn't apply all year round why this question is specifically uniquely a Rosh Hashanah related question Seemingly, we can ask this question with regards to davening of the whole year. When a person is davening, especially he's like a, a servant standing in front of the king Loshim in 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 Gemara and Shabbos ka'avda kamimori like a like a servant in front of his master. The Altar Rebbe Shochanorich says ka'avid lifnei rabe like a servant in front of his master. Then the Altar says that a person should should stand in a position b'mokim shenoyah gin lamud came defnei amelach the way a person would stand would stand in that place in front of a king. So so we see that the standing shmenasim when a person is dominating shmenasim he's supposed to be supposed to be standing as if he's standing in front of a king when a person stands in front of the king he's not allowed to express any independent existence his total existence is dedicated to the king so much so that we find in the gemara even someone who just makes a gesture with his finger in front of the king, or could bring about the death penalty. Over there, the Gemara is telling a story that they were standing before the king and Rabbi Shua ben Chanania made a gesture to an apikotis. And the apikotis made a gesture in return. So the king asked Rabbi Shua ben Chanania, what was his gesture? So he said that, the, that he was gesturing to me that the there uh, turned his face from us. So I gestured back that the Abish there is still watching us then he turned then the king turned to the apis and he said to the apius what were you, what was your gesture he says I was gesturing to him that the Abish there turned his, his face away from the Yidden. and what did he what did the gesture back asks the king so the api says I don't know so the king says a person who doesn't understand the gestures and is standing before the king, and, and, and gestures in front of the king is and he sent him out of the death penalty. The Rebbe brings a, a reference here to the Kutzichah's Cheilig Dalet, where the Rebbe explains, if a person understands the gesture, then the gesture is part of serving the king. It's part of the That's why didn't get into trouble because it, just like you have to walk in, just like you have to, you have to make movements, the gesture itself is is, is is part of the way of serving the king. But the mean, the apikiris, who didn't understand the gesture and then went ahead and gestured, that means he's not doing it for the king, he's doing it for himself. He's doing it for himself, then that's treason and it's of misa. So, going back to the person dominating every day, standing in front of the king, in front of the abishter. And <speaking> they were that. The chachamam established 12 beraches in the middle of Sminasra which their primary uh, theme is asking the needs of the person. So how can you, how can you, how can a person and while asking his needs from Hashem, while standing in front of a king, think about his own personal needs? that's that's the question. No. This, this could be answered. There's a very major difference between the tefillah that a person on Hashanah and the rest of the year. After the king was already crowned on The becomes like a king who's, who's leading the, the the country. Their fire is down their bittle from the bnea medina to melech in an efen as a s herzek onas is dod mit sius und ditzrachim from the answer middinabas mitzaifirt unto melach. That once the king is the king of the of, of the of the land, then the bittle of the people is by recognizing that the king is the only one who could provide for their needs, that they're dependent on the king for their needs, and therefore to asking for the needs is not treason because it's recognizing that the king is there for their needs As it's just when a person is standing in, right in front of the king he has to realize that the whole land is not an independent entity rather the, the whole land is subjugated to the king but to ask for the needs is part of recognizing the greatness of the king. <speaking in Hebrew> but on we're still crowning the as king, he hasn't yet accepted. He hasn't yet become the king. <speaking in Hebrew> At this point, he is still exalted and removed from the people and from running the land. <speaking in Hebrew> At this point, what's required is a much greater, deeper bittol. At this point, the Bittal has to be so strong that there's no other existence other than the king. And this is why we have this question with regard to Rosh Hashanah. How? at this state at this point in time when what's needed is a total battle when there's nothing else that exists in the world besides for the king how at this point can we now think of our own needs and ask the abishter to provide us with our necessities the and here's the explanation the fact that Ayyid is asking for his needs his request is not for his own benefit. That he should have an abundance of material matters, or that I or even an abundance in spiritual matters. He's not asking for that. He's not asking for himself. When he's asking the abister to fulfill his needs, to fill his needs, he's asking it as an extension of the aveda of of crowning the king. In order to implement that the Abish is king over the whole world, as in the that the entire world should acknowledge and recognize the kingship of Hashem. This only can happen if a Yid involves himself with material, with, with worldly matters. And uses them to turn that into a dwelling place for Hashem since every yid has sparks that belong to his neshama specifically and he is the one who is tasked with refining these sparks and elevating them and they are concealed within the material matters the physical matters that the Eibishter gave him in his portion in this world. And therefore the yid comes to Hashem and asks as and that Hashem should give him the things that he needs. so that he should be able to implement the the Abish's the, the kingship on this part of the Gashmystik world that belongs to him, that, that that is his that is his responsibility. So this 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 tells us this implies, as Eichim Bakashos Tzurachah for Nashashana, that even when we're asking for our needs in Nashashana, is Nidderayin Gimishta Herges from Tzias Adam. This is not uh, uh, using. This is not mixing in the person's feeling as an independent entity. Because he's not asking for himself, he's asking for the Abishter's sake. This actually comes from this deepest, most bitter of the Aveda of crowning the king. That, that because he's in such a state of bitter, he's asking for, for necessities for the sake of the Abishter. And he explains this. Since the whole concept of of refining the sparks, elevating the sparks, is connected to the etza, to the core of the person's neshama, yeah. and he explains in the brackets why why is nitzutzas b'ir and nitzutzas connected to etzman neshama? Just like the kavanah. The Eibushter's desire to have a dwelling place in this world, which is implemented, which is fulfilled through the Aveda of Birurim, is this Nisava, this Taiva of the Eibushters, is rooted in the Atzmus and the Atzim of the Eibushter. Al is by es bayidin durti kavanu Similarly, by a yid who's the one who's implementing it as the avedis. But that's in this person By the eibushter, the taiva of dina betachteinim is coming from Atmus, and the yid who's creating the dina betachteinim, it's coming from his etzman neshama. So. In that case, since the bitteranitzutzis is connected to etzma neshama, but in etzma neshama is dach nitchayich the ganzerinu for neigun nitzaynus. In etzma neshama, there's no concept of his own desires. She is chavuka dvuka bach yichideli achdach. She, this is a quote from from his shaynus, talking about the neshama. It says chavuka dvuka. She clings and cleaves to you, yichideli achdach. The one, the one that affirms your oneness. In other words, it's connected as one thing, the etzem and neshama with the etzim of the e-bishtir. And therefore there's no independent, there's no outside, there's no externalities here. And therefore it's fashiontak dibakash the khadius in the cavanaly, you know, that one this neshama asks for its needs in order to fulfill this uh, 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 this kavon, the the intent of the abishter of Didi Bitahtainam, is verbunden mitten bitl van at and neshama. It's connected with the bittle, the total submission of the atam of the Neshama. but Nizgali in the which is revealed in the Aveda of the abish to becoming the king, because the person has expressed this total submission, this total bittle to the to the king. And therefore, there's no shailah. How could the person ask for his own needs? This is the ultimate bittul. The ultimate bittul is the person has no desires of his own. His only desire is to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem. And even when he's asking for Gashmistiki things or for personal things, it's only for the sake of the Ebishter. So when Siv Zayin is going to say, he's going to ask, this is a beautiful, beautiful explanation. But it seems very lofty. It seems that a regular person... Is gonna be is gonna have a hard time that he stands there on Rosh Hashanah in Shul davening for uh, for his children for his for his sustenance for what, uh, for his needs and he's doing it only in order to crown the Ebrister as king to use the Gashmis to make a machel shiftei yizbarach it seems that you're asking too much of the regular person and then in Sifchess he's gonna answer this question with a incredible incredible revolutionary teaching of the Baal about the concept of the Neshama and the Gov working together to change the world. Asking for our needs is something that the that the chachamim, the Sages, established in the Nusach hat-tfilah. For every Yid, in yed, in every type of situation a person might be, a person knows themselves. The fact that he's asking for his for his necessities, both material and even spiritual needs, is not just to fulfill the abister's purpose It's also because he himself is in a tight spot. The person wants that the Abister should fulfill his own, the person's own needs. From the Abish is full and out and and, and wide outstretched hand. The other in the that is the actual mitzvah. As we see in the in the brachas of davening, that we're asking for our needs. And this is actually the greatness of davening. that the one who is ill should be healed, and the one and, and if rain is needed, that it should, the rain should fall. Now. In the order, he points to the Rambam, and he points to Kuntres Achren. So in the Rambam, it's, it's right in the beginning of Hilchastila, it says, what's davening? And a person should should daven to Hashem, and tell over, and relay the praise of Hashem, and then he asks for his needs. What's davening? Part of davening is to ask the avister for the things that we need. In Kuntres Achren, in the... In the, in the uh, uh, one that begins with pri the Alter Tadem says like this that the idea of Tfila is into not but it's the air itself that transforms the creation. And it gives a dogma that the fact that a chayla could become healed or the fact that a, the rain should fall and the field should give produce this is through Tfilah, which the which brings down the air of erin safe and it actually changes creation so from this we understand that what is davening davening first and foremost is to take care of the person's physical needs and when a person goes to davena sashana a, that's a person's doing. It's not just because the Ebeister needs him uh, to, to, to daven for things so he can have uh, 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 be able to fulfill his d'ribetachteinim. His mm-hmm. So I can understand if you did not demand of him that he should think at all of his material of his material needs. And his entire Avedah should be only about crowning the king. <speaking in Hebrew> to accomplish by himself that he should accept the yoke of the kingdom of Hashem. This can cash in it, then this wouldn't be a question. <speaking in Hebrew> because since this time period, is a time when the spark comes closer to the origin of the light. Is every eid at that time is open to become inspired. Something should move within him. To and some to become closer to Hashem, and thus forget on his own necessities. It's possible to ask of a person that he should forget everything that he needs, forget everything that he that he wants, and focus on, on his relationship with Hashem. Today is a time that you could become inspired to strengthen your connection to be with the king. But if you're going to make him ask for Gashmias and at the same time not think about himself, that seems impossible. How could you demand from any person, not just the holy people, but every regular person, that he should be able to have both extremes at the same time? To think about his own needs and want sincerely want that the Abishah should fulfill his needs, and at the same time, this should not be mixed with any personal feelings or motives, it should be entirely and totally for the sake of Hashem. It seems like an impossible task. So in Sivchas, the Rebbe is going to answer this question with a word from the Baal that transforms our understanding of how this world works and how the guf and the nishama, the body and the soul, work in tandem to change this world. <speaking in Hebrew> the posse before this is talking about people that are wandering in the desert. In the in the in the barrenness of the desert, they even come to They're hungry and they're thirsty. Their soul enwraps itself in them. There's many ways to understand this, but the the the, the simplest way to understand it is that they're sort of sort of locked in, the, in their own cells because of their tzardes. They're so hungry, they're so thirsty that their soul can't express itself. As they're hungry and thirst from goof, so a dvarmaychol Oh, oh, sorry, so, the, uh, so that's the Pashtapshat. That the person the person traveling through the desert is hungry and thirsty and even their, their soul is is, is lost. Says the Shemtiv, as their hunger und durst von guf. Then, when the good from the body of the person is hungry or thirsty for food or for drink, it stems from the fact that the soul is yearning. The soul wants to refine the sparks of holiness that are in the food or drink. Like we said before, that there are certain sparks that he himself has to rectify, that he himself has to refine. So the neshama is yearning for those sparks. Which means to say, in other words, As chodst the hunger zu the person feels a basic hunger, a natural hunger, because his body is hungry, he didn't eat yet. He's hunger von in truth the hunger is coming from the soul that is hungry for the sparks of holiness that are the that are the task that are, that are the task of the soul to elevate It's a whole other way of looking at it person feels hungry doesn't just feel hungry because because his body has to eat that also but where it says the Baal Shem Tev, where is the hunger coming from? The hunger is coming from the nishama, which is hungry for the nitzutzim, for the sparks that are in that food. Now that says, and we could use the same idea to apply to the tefillah of the person in Rosh Hashanah. The fact that he is davening Rosh Hashanah and pleading that they should fulfill should fill his needs material and spiritual needs it's true that superficially this is because the person needs these these the goof the person needs he needs the money he needs the sustenance he needs the health he needs these things physically really and it's necessary to his existence is the and truth the depth of this outpouring of the soul their hunger for neshama is really the hunger of the neshama it's actually the hunger of the soul that wants to turn in other words our question was how can you have both the answer is you could have both because this is an expression of the goof. this is an expression of the neshama and the goof is actually though externally expressing itself but the very expression of the goof is actually the nishama behind the scenes expressing its desire. And in this case, the Trachima Gashmim that he's asking for is actually asking for the Nitsutzum of Gdusha, the holy sparks that are inside of these trachim gashmim, which this person needs to elevate and transform over the course of the year. The fact that we we see is that people get more inspired from Onesana Tekev. Onesana Tekev is very practical. Who's going to live? Who's going to die? Who's going to have this? Who's going to have that? It's not the Ruch Nisdik things. It's not about the Ebershter as king. And and, and then the Lady in the Daven, we say, We ask the Ebershter to become our king. And what do we see? We see that the person, people become more inspired, more moved by this proves this idea that, that there is a, a, an outer layer of the guf, but the, in an inner layer of the nishama. And he explains in the next two paragraphs. Even though the real reason, the, not the real reason, the revealed reason that a person is more inspired by than by because he's a human being. And and, and, and Elim Hazza is closer to him. So when he talks about the reality of Elim Hazah, he feels it. Is over there? Tam from the deeper reason the is Because the whole purpose of the eibushter and why the eibushter exists and creates this world is for dida betachteinim. B'meila der nemtas echa idne atzmis Therefore, the yid also feels in atzmus. The fact that the yid is inspired by Unasana enkev is because beneath the surface there's there is a movement of the neshama that wants the dida and therefore wants the elam Haza. When the fire v'ertan is aided in dibakarshas tafke and that's why. We where is the inspiration more in the bakkoshes in the requests of gashmius vs is as the azaza atzmius when etzvani shama? Which on a deeper level, what's happening by onesana takev? The fact that the neshama is moving itself to uisvin de kavan aliyen tzmachen devela dila leiz barach in order to fulfill the ebrister's desire to make a dila leiz so, the fact that people are inspired by Unasana Taekiv is not only because we're human beings that Gashmias talks to us. It's because Nafsham Behem tis because our recognizes the value of the Gashmias, because that's what he can, it can use for Didab and therefore the Nishama gets excited by Unasana Taekiv, and that's why the Guf gets inspired by Unasana Taekiv. So we've now gained an incredible understanding in what's happening in Rosh Hashanah. And the one hand, Rosh Hashanah, we're davening for Gashmias. Not Gashmias and Rukhne's, but our personal needs. On the other hand, we're davening to the there to accept the kingdom. And they're not a student Because the very fact that we're asking for Gashmias is in order to, to, to highlight the Abish's kingdom. And I I you may say that it's it's this seems too lofty. No, look at the Bashamter's Taylor. He says that. Even the experiences of the guf are actually triggered by the neshama. The trachim that the person is asking for is because the neshama wants them too, for its own reasons. And that's why we find people get get inspired by unasana tekif, because the neshama is excited by unasana tekif. Because if the neshama lives and has, if the person lives and has the that it needs, the neshama, the atmisa neshama, could fulfill its purpose, its role of diri now let's go back to Tvila's Chana. Now let's see how, how Tvila's Chana touches upon these very same ideas. This is also the reason of Tefillah's Chana and Rosh this is also the reason of why it was established that the Haftedah of Chana is said in Rosh Hashanah, together with the words of Iliah's Chana, how long will you go on as a drunk? is when a person is standing before hashem in front of the holy of holies nothing should affect you nothing should be relevant to you other than the fact that you're standing in the presence of hashem there's no it's not the space it's not the time to to immerse oneself into requests for material matters, even about Kasha, asking the Ebecher to give her offspring, it's also not appropriate. Especially not to to extend the davening, to go on and on in the davening. It's it looks like you're intoxicated with yourself. Take a good good requests having children is a good request but it's about yourself how can you stand in front of the evishter her desire is so strong for having children that she doesn't even realize where she's standing as she's standing in front of the e-bishter? that's what eli says how can you think about yourself when you're standing in front of the evishter just like the question that we asked earlier in the sicha I have them at again, for this is what Chanukah answers, responds. I'm pouring out my soul today. nit kein for Not only. In Egeni this: not only is her prayer, is her davening for having children, not considered to be intoxicated by her own desires, nor far kert. Thus is an oizgus for penimius and nefes, is an outpouring of the essence of her soul. But thus does davka atashayiches and matzav and shtein Hashem, which is directly connected with standing in front of Hashem. Uqmei she'nemar, bakshu'panoi, varum espanecha avaya avakish. In Lequitateri, he explains that al l'chomar libi, my... For you, my heart says, my, my heart represents the Abishter. It says, Bakshu Panoi, search for me, search for my countenance. Hashem and the person says, I'm searching for you. So in Lukut Tere, the Al Rebbe explains that Bakshu Panoi, this is a bakasha from the Pnimiya Yisalev. It's from the depth of the heart, the person is asking to connect to Hashem. And this brings down the Abishter himself. So in other words, when a person is is the is nefesh, when the is calling out to the Ebishter, this is connected to the essence of Hashem. This is not connected to anything else. He's going back to the Etzim nefesh, which has no no personal desires, no personal needs. It's totally one with the Ebishter. So Eli is asking, why are you thinking about yourself? Says, Khan, I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking only about the Abishter. The, 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 the cry is coming from my Phnemius Alev, my anefesh, from the, which reaches the Phnemis of the Abishta. There's no there's no ulterior motives here. There and this also explains in Irbakasha, given as said, is la Hashem mechayav. This explains why. Right away, Chana said that if the Abishhthir will bless her and give her offspring, she will then give him away. To the Abishter all the days of his life. His entire life is not going to be his own, but it'll be given away to the Abishter. because her request is not for herself, nor to the She's asking for the abishter's sake. which was which was internalized in the deepest, most part of her neshama. And therefore, the and therefore she says to Eli, if I have children, it's going, it's, it, 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 he's going to Hashem. I'm not asking for myself. And therefore, there's no problem here of shikrus, of inappropriate davening, because everything is only for the Abishir. That's the connection between Fila's Chana and Rashashana. That in Fila's Chana, we're telling you we, telling the the Taka Emmas asking for Gashmias. But the real reason why we're asking for Gashmias is for the Abishas, for the So the Abishhthir could, could could be the king, and we could make a dinabatahtaina. And therefore, a yid from this has a lesson in his to the in his It's not enough that the internal elements of the yid are are, are, are as they should be. Not What's in the what's on the inside has to be re- revealed. Therefore, the the a asking the eved for his material needs. And even for his spiritual needs, comes the Elyakayin within the person. Why are you getting drunk? There's a voice inside of him that says, "What are you asking for your own needs for? What are you thinking about your own personal needs in a time of the, of the coronation?" alpha because nevertheless Darfur button fardinyo nevertheless he's being told that he does have to daven for these things the adaraba does go for rufterism alpha because by davening for material for personal needs this brings out the answer of khano as by yaderit that by every single yid, even one who at the moment is still thinking about his necessities uh, uh, on a selfish level, is the pnimius from the bakasha, the deeper level of this very bakasha. And inya from the espechas is the idea that he's pouring out the soul to the ebruster, an oizkus from pnimius and nefesh, an outpouring of the essence of the soul versus chavuko dvuk habach ein zach which is one with the ebruster. So Chana is telling us that when you're standing there. Rosh Hashanah, davening for the material or spiritual needs, your own personal needs. Don't say to yourself, oh, I'm a horrible person, that I'm focused on myself instead of on the Eibishter. Fakert, on the the deepest level of your neshama, the Gashmish that you're asking for is part of your mission to become one with the Eibishter. Just like Hannah's response. Totally placated. Ellie's request question. Bees out Abba Ailey, masking give <in the> material <Bible> so much so that Ailey agrees with her. Bees to Gabriel's and after so much so that Ailey gives her a blessing and a promise. <speaking> in them, Veleke, Yisrael Yitinash, Lossacha Shal to me, Iman, that Abish there will fulfill the request that you've asked of him. And so today, Abish there fulfills the requests of every Yid. Farashana Teva Mesukha for a good and sweet year, Kipsuta, on a literal, basic level. But Teva Nirvaniglan revealed visible and revealed goodness. With children, with health, and with sustenance, and in all of them, in, an, in a way of abundance, that we see this brachas of the may they be fulfilled.